0: Hey fit pros it's your host Tyler Valencia here. Before we get to this episode I quickly want to share a free resource we have on the Kips website and YouTube channel. If you're struggling with your online workouts or just want to see the items that we recommend check out our virtual training resources page. You'll find breakdowns on streaming setups reviews on microphones and other free videos that can help you build your fitness business today. Did I mention they're free? Go check them out at the link in the description or head over to our website to find them under the blog tab. Welcome to the best of Kips April 2022. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm the president of Kips and Time to Train Fitness. We are now fully into the heart of 2022. April has come, it's gone, and we're right into May now. And what can we do as fit pros now? What can we do as business owners? I've kind of been thinking about how during these slow months and downtime that this is kind of where the work matters most. As a fitness instructor, we know that summer months mean less sessions or less members a part of your classes. But during this time, we can emphasize the small items that keep us honing our craft and growing our business into the future. A good example of this Maybe taking a new educational course or trying new techniques to improve your social media. This may be the time where you figure out how to create reels for Instagram, develop a weekly strategy for your posts, or maybe create your own website to save money. These business building items help you stay in the fitness industry and hopefully make your life less stressful when future slow months come around. Now in the month of April, we had three new episodes of the Kips podcast and a review of a lavalier microphone, but before we get to those, let's go through our top 10 listening cities of April. Coming in at number 10, Los Angeles. Next, Albuquerque, Frankfurt, Tucson, Vernon, Calgary, Seattle, Ashburn, Williamsburg, and our number one city from April, Sacramento. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to new episodes, to our best of episodes. And if you're a fan of the podcast, please make sure to leave us a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Now, before we get to our segment where we go through all the content that we created in April, if you have a question or a topic you want us to explore on the podcast, send us an email with the subject line podcast to info at kipsonline.org or send us a message on Instagram. Let's now kick off the best of April with talking about the tutorial we made on the best microphone for online workouts. Now, this tutorial has kind of been one that's a long time coming. It's A microphone that's used in a lot of the content, whether it's the courses, whether it's the tutorials, reviews that are made on the YouTube channel for Kips, and it's honestly surprising that we didn't make it sooner since it's a piece of a lot of those ones, whether it's the interface one or making the best streaming package, the microphone used in all those is the Rode Wireless Go. Now, before I talk a little bit about the Rode Wireless Go, I want to share an experience that... I've had many times, and it's sad that I say many times, but when you film content, you know that sometimes things go wrong. Things go wrong, and what I usually tell instructors is that you want to limit those in the future. You want to get better at your protocol, get better at your pre-setup, so that those mistakes happen less and less frequently. Now, with microphones, I've been there. You look through Amazon, and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to buy a 200 $250 microphone. I can't find a reason to make that investment. And what ends up happening is you purchase a $100 one, a $70 one. You think, okay, this will just get me started. This will get me going. And I've been there where I buy that one that's cheap and I ruin a bunch of content. Whether it's the distance between the transmitter and the receiver is not that strong or the batteries run out. I've been there. I've been there with these cheaper lavalier microphones and ultimately just ruin a bunch of content, create headaches, and put you in situations where now you have to figure out, do I need to refilm everything? Do I have to set up another session? And it just becomes a time waster. Now, a tip that I actually didn't include in that review was that Investing in a quality lavalier microphone is probably going to be the best quality for streaming, especially if you're not processing the audio, which I'm guessing a majority of fit pros are not. Now, if you don't even know what I said, you're probably like, what does that even mean? What is processing audio? Well, if you're streaming, you tend to want the best audio going out. Now, a good example of this is when you're watching the news, you're watching live TV, the audio is processed. It goes through different effects that make it sound the best. When you are starting off, you don't know how to do that. And to be honest, it takes a lot of work in order to do that. And money, you have to have the right equipment for it. A lavalier is going to give you the best chance for quality audio going directly onto Facebook Live, Zoom, or whatever system that you're utilizing for streaming your workouts. If you think about it, if you're using a shotgun microphone or if you're not even using one, the acoustics are going to matter a lot more in your filming space. If you're filming in your living room, even though you'll have things that absorb sound like a couch and different furniture, the acoustics of the room are probably much bigger because of the space. Your living room is probably one of the bigger areas in your house. Now, if that's going to be where you're streaming, you want something in terms of a microphone that's going to be close to you, close to your mouth so that it goes right into it and it's not picking up a lot of extra sound. A lav microphone is where you're going to want to be looking. The Rode Wireless Go comes from a reputable company and it's going to last all the things that I mentioned in the story before about the issues that I've had, those ones do not happen with products like the Road Wireless Go. And I know that I briefly touched on the cost for it. The Road Wireless Go can probably come in around 175 to 225 depending upon when you're getting it, where you're getting it. And the cost is high. I know this. I know that's a high cost for Fit Pros, especially when we're not used to purchasing video production hardware, lights, interfaces, cameras, things that we're not used to, but Are we used to buying equipment? Yeah, we sometimes spend hundreds of dollars on equipment. It's similar. It's part of your business, part of things that help you grow your business into the future. And investing in a quality microphone from the beginning can deter things like headaches or subpar audio that you're capturing. And what I'm gonna say is, if you are buying these items, if you're buying lights, you're buying cameras, microphones, make sure you use them. Use them for social media. Use them to level up things that are to help grow your business. All the equipment you buy, use them for your social media. People will be able to hear you. You'll be able to see the level of professional that you have with what you're trying to grow with your brand. And ultimately, you get a better usage out of these products, the investment that you put into them. Now, let's jump to the podcast episodes that we had within April. Our first episode was with Serena Jane. Serena is a three-decade industry veteran that has also built a global brand. This includes her instructor training, Masala Bhangra. In this episode, Serena shares how she adapted her training as the fitness industry evolved over the years and also Keeping culture a part of the course. The segments where Serena talks about culture and why she wanted Indian culture in her course are fascinating, but also what make it special. As fit pros, we see a ton of formats out there that claim to be the best or new, but after watching them, most likely you watch and you see and you're like, "Eh, it's pretty similar to a lot of other formats. Nothing against that. Nothing against competition, nothing against people building their formats. I give you credit for it. Finding, though, the elements that make your instructor training unique is what helps you stand out, makes you unique. In the clip that we're going to jump to right here, Serena talks about why she condensed her two-day instructor training to one day and her thought process behind it.
1: That's a great question. It certainly has evolved when I first started the training, there was so much to be taught that I thought, and I still do. A lot of, a lot of people miss the two day trainings. The two day trainings were a lot of fun. I decided to go with what the industry was doing. And that was a lot of people's time was getting cut. A lot of people didn't have two days to spare. A lot of people did ask, can you make it a one day training, please? So, over the years, so I, I did the two-day training from 2007 is when it first launched until a few years. For a few years, it was two days. I think around, I, I don't know the exact time, but I think five years later, I cut it to one year, one day. And I thought, okay, what can I take out? what What is it I can take out? A lot of, you know, what I had to go look is what can one do by themselves at home? And what will resonate with them at home? Because when you talk about a cultural fitness dance program, you want to sit and listen to it all in person and make sure you grasp it versus just reading. And then, you know, will someone even read it, right? You got to, you got to make sure that they read it. But I just had to trust the system. I had to trust myself to say, they're going to read it. They have to, otherwise you you won't get very far. So a lot of the lecture aspect of things I took out and I, I condensed it to a one day training and a lot of the moves I took out because I didn't think that you needed to learn every single move, every single signature move. I think there's enough signature moves in the training now with it being a one day where it's enough for you to digest, enough for you to grasp and feel what is Masala Bangra. Because then once you join the network, there's a plethora of moves as well as videos there that you can go watch and learn, you know, from it because you already got the foundation aspect of it. So we really, um, there's two to three pieces of a lecture that we really hone in on in person in the training where everything else is something that you can do at your leisure, you know, at home, um, and really grasp it, understand it and do some research and ask, you know, come up up with some more questions where on the spot, it was like here's what it is, and then afterwards people would have a lot of questions. So it actually has worked out to our advantage. Yeah. You know, I was, it was, I was. As I said earlier, you know, when when Bangra sort of migrated, um, you know, through India, then to the UK, and then the United States. In the UK. Bhangra is very popular. So the hardcore Bhangra music is very popular there. And then it's what's happened is there's artists that have now taken that dull beat and they've synthesized it and put other instruments on there and other fuses of beats where now the music just sounds amazing. And everyone, when when you say that one song, everyone's like, oh, I know. Because here in the United States, it's that one popular song called Beware of the Boys by Jay-Z and um, Punjabi MC, right? Nee, 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 right. <laughs> it's that one song that everyone knows. So whenever I would do, and I bring that up because whenever instructor trainings would come, when I would do them, I would ask everyone, have you heard of Bhangra music? And everyone's answer would be, I've just heard of that one song. So I was like, wow, this is fascinating. I'm going to introduce you to a whole new level. Be ready for it because you, you have to immer- immerse yourself into it.
0: Our next guest on the Kips podcast was Mary Kennedy. Over the last two years, a lot of individuals out there transitioned their business to Zoom and were figuring out how do you train your clients? What do you do? What's the process for it? Zoom not only allowed individuals to connect online with friends and family, but a big piece that Mary touches on is how Zoom made it more acceptable to purchase professional services online. It showed people that, Zoom can be effective for running your business. In this episode, Mary shares insight into training the active aging population, which is where she primarily deals with, and the components of a training session online, such as things like assessments and queuing. Later on in the episode, and a pretty interesting part of it, Something to definitely tune in for is how she shares how she grew her online training business. And to be honest, it'll probably be very surprising for fit pros looking to gain clients in the active aging population. What she shares about the groundwork that she puts in and how she grew that, it's definitely something to take notes and to try to apply yourself. In the clip we're going to get to here, Mary shares how she started to do assessments online, which is very fascinating and can be applied right away
2: once I got over the shock of, okay, how do I make this work? I started looking for things that were standardized assessments that, that could define measurable results. And I began using those tools to do my movement assessments. However, I, because my assessments with a new client are usually about two hours I found, especially when you're working so intensely on Zoom and focusing, that it worked out better to actually break my sessions up into two parts over two different days. So the first session that I arrange with people is where we're going over history and family history and all those questions we ask about um all the different systems in their body, what medications they're on, and mostly and most importantly, what is it that the client wants to achieve as a result of working together? So I review all that information prior to my next session with someone where I actually go through standardized tests that will give me really solid information on how that person is functioning as an active ager. So I do things like eight foot up and go walk tests and single leg balance tests and um, CTSIBs, which are for for balance um, to show the different contributions of the different senses in In our sense of balance. And I explain each test ahead of time briefly. I demonstrate what the movement will be. Um, I explain if there's going to be timing involved. And for things where there might be a tendency to be a little off balance, I factor in as much safety as possible an example is if I'm doing a single leg balance test on someone who hasn't been actively exercising in a while, I put them in standing in front of a corner where two walls are coming together so that if they would tend to get a little bit off balance, they've got two walls behind them and beside them. And then I have them put like a dining room chair in front of them so that they are surrounded with safety and An amazing thing, particularly for an active ager, is if your body experiences a sense of safety, it will give you more movement. So I build that into the assessments that I do with people. And I am always making sure to let them know how well they're doing because it's a very different environment to be tested in virtually as opposed to being in. A gym, if they've ever had an assessment before. So I'm always letting people know how well they're doing and how useful all this is. And out of those two sessions with someone, I come up with very usable information. That helps the client and myself get them to the end result they're looking for.
0: Our last guest from the month of May was Michelle Lassiter. Michelle is a Fit Pro based in Arizona, and she's one that has had experience at the group Fit Manager level, but also with working with instructor trainings. As Fit Pros know, as you go through the industry, as you begin to grow your family, the work-life balance becomes even more important. Finding time to spend with your family, finding time to schedule your classes, schedule your sessions. It becomes tough, but you got to find that balance. Adding in the elements of kids, it definitely makes it hard, but makes it that you have to be more intentional. In this episode, Michelle shares... How being a busy mom and instructing fitness classes differs from being a new fit pro where your schedule is open and you're getting on that grind, that grind, that early morning grind, that late evening grind. And Michelle shares that process that, that she went through where she was essentially flipping her schedule. She was flipping from teaching evening to teaching mornings and late mornings because that's when her kids were away. That's when she had that free time in her schedule. One of the great areas of this episode is where Michelle talks about the importance of nailing your tryout. And that's the clip we're about to get to. But in this clip, Michelle is talking about the interview process, scheduling, and making sure you nailed that tryout. She's been there. She's been on both ends of it, being the instructor that's trying out, being the manager that's watching. And if you are great at what you do, if you bring in the energy, you you bring a great format that makes gyms want to put you in no matter what, you're going to get hired. That's always the big thing that I'm sure many fit pros think about. Well, my schedule is limited. Can I teach at this time? Is this going to be tough for me to find a spot? Bring your A-game to your interview process and make sure that you nail it. And in this clip that we're going to jump to, Michelle talks about this process and provides insight.
3: With the last couple years, there's been a huge shortage with Instructors, like we need instructors. every single place needs group fitness instructors badly. And so we're very lucky right now that even if you have a super limited schedule, a uh, super limited availability, maybe you can only teach once a week, you will get hired. Mm. Like no doubt you will get hired. Uh, but back then, before now, that would be an issue so it's as the person interviewing and doing the hiring I always wanted to make sure like okay so if you are being hired and you we can get you into one class a week is there an option for two classes a week because minimum we're looking for two classes a week then you it gives you that consistency it gets more eyeballs on you as the instructor like you you get to be around more members and teach more people and meet more people and it's also worth it for us to have you teaching two times a week and for you so it benefits both sides and then also do you have other times where you could sub once in a while you know mm-hmm. are you willing to sub mm-hmm. and not just teach your own classes So those were the big things. If you couldn't teach weekends or evenings, not a big deal. If you couldn't teach the super early morning Mm -hmm. by 15 a.m. classes, which I don't know who would want to. (laughs) (laughs) Not me. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a big deal. You know, it was we're mostly looking for blocks of time. Right. That's or at least that was my opinion, because. I had that empathy. I worked with a lot of moms before becoming a mom, and I knew I knew that going in. So with the hiring process, a modified schedule, I don't think it's a huge deal. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't. For the clubs that I've taught at, it wasn't. And I feel like when you do that interview and you and you let them know your availability and your formats, that with your audition, because likely the interview is followed up by an audition. I hope so. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
0: Uh,
3: Where you actually go in and live you teach, you actually do that format that you want to teach at the club for the director or manager that you are interviewing with. Let your personality shine through. Let them see the value that you would bring to their club, to their gym and show them why you're, why you are the one, why they need to hire you. And if, if you let that show and you just, you shine bright and you're you and you show your full personality and you're fun and you're selfless, like you're there to give back and you show that, then that is where they'll be like, okay, I don't care what their availability looks like. They can teach at least this one class for now I'm hiring them.
0: Now that's it for the best of April 2022 with the Kips podcast. Thank you for tuning in, for listening to this episode, subscribing. We appreciate all the listeners that continually come back. Make sure to leave us a comment on your favorite platform. Subscribe so that you get notified on that platform. But until the next one, we'll see you then.